0: You're listening to Hungry Gen Audio Podcast. On behalf of Hungry Generation, we would like to invite you to our annual Race to Deliver conference with special guest, Apostle John Chi. Come join us April 29 to May 1st at the Track Center here in Pasco, Washington. For more information, visit our website at www.hungrygen.com. We would love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment and email us your story at amen at HungryGen.com. Also, if you're interested in supporting Hungry Gen Ministries, you can donate online at our website www.HungryGen.com or visit our Hungry Gen app. Join us in partnership today.
1: Today I'm going to uh, finish uh, briefly talking about demons. Now, you know that's not true. We're not going to finish talking about them. As long as we are on this earth and the demons remain our enemies we're going to continue but we were doing this series for the past two months where we were talking about generational curses and how demons affect our life. Also we talked about how and why demons come back. We have mentioned issues of unforgiveness. We have mentioned the issues of when we don't fight back when our life is not clean but today I want to mention another issue that I believe is probably one of the most important issue when it relates to living a life of freedom. Evil spirits, demons, and Satan does a lot to affect our mind. When he comes into a person's life or when he even attacks a person's life, he begins to first of all and as main object of his attack is a person's mind. Actually one of the signs of a curse and a blessing is revealed in a person's state of mind. Many times we look at the person's finances, we look at the person's health, we look at the person's uh, relationships, we're like well there must be a curse in that. But actually the major issue where you can see someone has a curse or someone has a blessing has to do with how their mind is. look at the Abraham's life and you see the blessing of Abraham. One of the things that makes a blessing of Abraham is the fact that Abraham did not live by his phobias and nightmares. He was a man of dreams and visions. When you become a person of visions and dreams you become a person who already resembles a blessing of God on your life. You are already beginning the blessing in your life. If you get the blessing in your wallet, get the blessing with your spouse, get the blessing in your job, get the blessing in your health, but your mind is not affected, my friend, you are not truly blessed yet. Most of you who were born here, you came into this world head first. And the woman, they know here that one of the worst things that you can hear the news is when your baby's head is not directed toward the exit. And they have to do this thing called C-section. Why? Because you have to understand that legs, you can't just get out legs first. You have to get out head first. And that's how God wants to get us out of every problem. Head first. Turn to your neighbor say head first. Turn to your other neighbor say you're coming out of this. Head first. Don't touch their head because they might fight you back. You want to get out of a situation in your life, you must understand you cannot get out with your wallet first, with your wife first, with your girlfriend first, with your education first, God first, want to set your head free. That's why we need the church. That's why we need the Bible. That's why we need books. That's why we need classes. That's why we need the school of leaders. That's why we need podcasts. Why? So that this thing get, uh, get, get out of the mess that we are in and the legs will follow. The wallet will follow. Education will follow. Relationships will follow. Our freedom will follow. Everything else will follow. Somebody say yes. Everything will follow. We see that in the bible when the scripture says that satan blinded the eyes the minds of people and they don't believe the truth we see the scripture tells us that people can have an anxious mind where your mind is just so soaked with anxiety where actually your mind gets the name anxious The scripture even says when people refuse to keep God and truth in their mind that they are turned over to a debased mind, a perverted mind by which they are led eventually into perverted things as Apostle Paul describes in Romans chapter 1. We see in the scripture when a man was demon possessed he actually ran around naked, mental and when he got free from all of his demons one of the first signs that he was free is the Bible says he was sitting in his right mind. The scripture says that God has not given us spirit of fear, phobia, anxiety, depression, intrusive thoughts and nightmares. But he's given us power, spirit of power, love and a sound mind. Somebody say sound mind it's a clear mind it's when you can think straight even when things are tough but there's something about your mind it's a sharp and there's a la- laser because it's filled with the truth the scripture says when we renew our mind means where our mind gets an update and the renewal our life begins to reflect that by being completely changed amen the scripture that i want to read to you today and you have heard the scripture probably have memorized it already but i will read it for you once again and it comes from John chapter 8 verse 32 and it says the following, you shall know the truth and can you repeat it, can you finish it for me? I think the people on the podcast cannot hear that, can you repeat it louder? you You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. If it's true that Satan's main attack is our mind, as Ephesians chapter 6 tells us that we have to put on the armor of God to stand on the day evil day to withstand the fiery darts of the devil. The fiery darts of the devil are the thoughts he sends in our mind. If our mind is so important it would make sense where Satan's main attack is not going to be your marriage. It's not, listen, gonna be even your children it's not going to be your parents, it's not going to be your job, it's going to be your mind. He will use the job, he will use the money, he will use the family, he will use your friends, he will use your emotions to attack one area, he's after one area, your mind. Because if he can demolish your mind, your life will fall apart. If the Bible is true when it says as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Meaning, it doesn't say, as you are, so you think. Meaning, your thoughts are a result of your life. It says the opposite. Your life is a result of your thoughts. That means, as you think, so you are not as you are so you think. See most of us have bought into this lie. The reason I think the way I think was my life is hard. Well if you would have lived with my wife you wouldn't have any different mind than me. You know if you would have had my boss as your boss you would be depressed too. Well if you would have been in a challenging situation as I am in you know what you would understand why I'm always depressed but the Bible says your life is the result of your mind not the other way around. Which tells me that Satan will not attack your life. He will attack through your life and really his target is not your life. His target is your mind. Because if he demolishes your mind, your life will fall apart. As a man, as a man thinks, his life will follow. Where the mind goes, man follows. Say this with me. Where the mind goes... Man follows. Where your mind goes, your life will follow. Your thoughts create feelings. Your feelings affect your behavior. Your behavior creates habits. Habits determines life and life creates a legacy for your children everything starts with here. Where the mind goes, man follows. Statistics says somebody, I'm not sure how they calculated that but that on the average we think about 10 to 20 something thousand thoughts a day. The interesting part is 70% of all of our thoughts are repetitive. That means they're coming from before thoughts that we've thought thought before. Your subconscious mind is 30 times, 30,000 times more powerful than your conscious mind. Your subconscious mind means your mindset is 30,000 times more powerful than your mind. 95% of all your behaviors are automatic. A normal human can speak at the speed of 200 to 300 words per minute. Your subconscious mind can think at the rate of a thousand words per minute. Your subconscious mind can process 30 million bits of information per second while our conscious mind can only process 40 bits of information per second. Our subconscious mind makes 88% of our brain capacity. You control your mind. Your mindset controls you. Have you ever sent an email to someone who is out of the office and before even they read the email you already got the response? Out of the office response? They're saying I am out of the office from this day to that day and it's called automatic response. Your mindset, your subconscious, this is where the strongholds are at. This is where things are built with time over time, they become part of automatic response. To a situation and most of you if you just pay attention tomorrow at work, how you speak to the family, how you speak to the co-workers, how you kind of live through what you do, you will realize that so much of automatic response comes out quickly and that comes out because your mind you can control, your mindset you cannot. Anytime I heard message on thoughts or importance of, you know, strongholds and everything, one of the first things that I wanted to do always is I wanted to change my mindset. I was like, man, my mindset was so, when I was younger, my mindset was full of insecurity. My mindset was full of people don't like me. People always reject me. Everywhere I went in, I felt like nobody, people just were not nice to me. So I blamed it on people. Then I realized the fault was mine, not theirs. And so when I realized the fault was mine, I said, okay, I'm going to go and change my mindset. I'm just going to read one book and my mindset is going to change. I read one book my mindset didn't change. I read the second book my mindset didn't change. It took one month my mindset didn't change and I became disappointed and I said the preacher lied. You cannot change your mind. You can change your mind. You just cannot change your mindset. You say I don't understand. Hang in there. You can only change what you feel your mind with which over time spills and becomes the mindset, but you can never ever change a mindset. Only your mind, whatever it is filled with changes your mindset. You cannot do that. So the mistake we make is when we find insecurity, when we find depression, when we find rejection, when we find hate, when we find constant thoughts of jealousy, what we do is we say, well I'm just going to go find me a Bible verse and I'm going to change my mindset. And you will quickly find out that's not going to happen. You can only fill your mind, and once it fills to the capacity, it spills and becomes the mindset. But listen, not in one day, because it didn't take one day to develop the very mindset you are trying to change today. Can somebody say yes? They've done this studies also with elephants. If you ever go to a circuit or circus and you see a large you know 10,000, 11,000 pound elephant you know tied to a small little rope led by a tiny little woman and you're like how could this big, I mean this is a bazooka, you know 10 feet high, 11,000 pounds, that thing is five times heavier than my car. It could just go like this and the whole building will fall apart. How can that big powerful thing be obedient to as much as such a small rope by a tiny little woman. Well if you study a little bit more of how they break elephants, what they do when an elephant is born two days after the birth of an elephant, when the elephant weighs only a few hundred pounds they tie a very large and strong chain around its leg and they hit it into some kind of a very strong pole or a stronghold and of course the elephant though being weak But very strong mentally. The elephant is very curious. The elephant is very free on inside but on the outside it's very small. So it begins to jerk and the jerks one gets hurt and the jerks second time and the same place where the wound is it gets more painful. It gets more painful until the elephant begins to recognize it's less painful to be bound than to be free. With time, the elephant gets more power physically and gets less power mentally. And when it's 11,000 pounds heavy, it's a little baby on inside who says, I got hurt. The more I try to be free, the more it's painful. And you can tie that beast with a small rope and a tiny person and do whatever you want with it. Why? Because it has the physical power and it has the mental weakness. But before it had a mental strength and had no physical power. That's what devil does with us. We try something we fail, we try something we fail, we try something we fail and then trying it again hurts and then to protect our feelings, we give up. And then what happens is we've grown spiritually and God says, well, I want you to try this. You're like, no, 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 no. I can't do this. I got hurt last time. But God wants to break mental strongholds over our life today. Over our finances, over our health, over our relationships. Someone say amen. I want to give you just three simple truths, lessons, tips on how to break down mental strongholds. What you feed your mind with with time becomes your mindset. So write down point number one. What I feed my mind with becomes my mindset. Your mindset is a result of what your mind is filled with consistently to the capacity. If you fill your mind with something occasionally, it will not have enough capacity to slip into a mindset. If you fill your mind something, if you would feed your body the way you feed your mind, your body wouldn't bring you here today. But if you do it consistently, if you do it systematically, you're doing it regularly, you create a routine where you fill your mind with something. This is what happens. With time, that becomes a mindset, when it becomes automatic. You don't even have to think. It already comes out. It already happens. And you let your life kind of take control. When Satan brought a thought to Judas, and the scripture says that Judas, you know, he allowed that thought to come inside of him. I'm not sure that Judas you know thought that this thought actually came from the devil. I think he probably thought this thought came from me and the thought was simple. You can betray Jesus and make some money along the way. I mean come on. How many of us have ever had thoughts to make money in dubious ways? Okay how many of us are liars here? Okay so raise your hand if you're a liar. Okay that's good. Everybody. Some of you have done that last week. We, we we all have thought of making money in dubious ways. How many of us have thought that that thought came from the devil? No, that came from me. So that's exactly what Judas was. He was in the same place. He was in the church. He was with Jesus. And the thought came in to make more money in dubious ways. That thought was from the devil. And the scripture says that Judas allowed that thought to come inside and not only he allowed, he nurtured it. He spoon fed that thought. He assisted that thought. There's two things you can do with your thoughts. You resist them or you assist them. And Judas, he assisted it. He fed it. He nurtured it. He rehearsed it and it turned into a feeling. It turned into a behavior. It turned into an action where he actually went and he betrayed Jesus. But something happened in the process. Judas, the Bible says Satan entered Judas when you assist, constantly receive negative thoughts and you don't filter them, you don't find out or ask or find out where are they from, who sends these thoughts, where are these thoughts that you're worthless, you're ugly, you're poor you'll never make it, you'll die like this, your life has no meaning, everyone doesn't like you, people always reject you. These thoughts have made, not in China, not in Mexico, not in Denver, made in pit of hell, sent to destroy you. If you don't read the small print you'll cook it inside of you which will open the door to a demonic possession. Demonic possession. When a person becomes possessed with a spirit of loneliness every place they walk in people don't want them. Every relationship they go in that rejection kicks people out. That depression becomes a demon that begins to torment and begins to hurt your life. Those suicidal tendencies go from tendencies to thoughts and go to attempts and they eventually become a lifestyle and become something that you do and act. Not everything that comes into your head has to stay. It's very simple. Martin Luther said, Birds can fly over your head, you can stop that. You can stop them from building a nest on the top of your head. You can either assist or you can resist. Whatever you feed your mind with today will become your mindset tomorrow. Amen. You know today 5% of people think, 15% of people think that they think and the rest of us would rather die than to think. We don't want to think no more we let whatever happens around us just go inside. We don't, we no longer, we become mentally lazy and most of us have believed a lie, I just can't think. It just thinks from me. When well, my Bible makes me to understand, think on these things. If you couldn't think on these things God wouldn't tell you to think. Amen. And then we have a generation today that has stopped filling their mind on purpose. They get filled by default, means whatever is around them fills their mind. May I ask you a question? Who fills your mind? What fills your mind? Is it you or is it your job? Is it you or is it your enemies? Is it you or is it your circumstances? What's dominating constantly your mind? Who is renting space between your ears and is not paying rent? Are you reading books? Are you listening to podcasts? Are you reading the scriptures regularly? Are you taking certain classes that you can increase your knowledge? A statistic says that an average successful CEO reads four books a month and an average employee in his company reads one book a year and 60% of them only get to one chapter. If you want to google the difference how poor people and rich people think. You will be shocked how they have the same nose as you, the same eyes, the same amount of blood. They have everything, the only difference the way they look at the problem, they see it different. And why? was it because they're lucky? No, it's because they choose to feed themselves instead of opening themselves up and say whatever happens, happens. My friend, if you want to have a new mindset, You got to choose what you fill your mind with. Stop changing your mindset. Change your diet. Change your intake. And that will change your mindset over time. Can somebody say amen? amen? Point number two. When you feed your mind, you liberate your life. When you feed your mind, you liberate your life. We read today that it says, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. God gives us the truth. But God doesn't shove it into our mouth. The Bible says God feeds the birds of the earth. But how many of you have ever seen God throwing food into the bird's mouth? That never happens. God makes the food available and it is up to the bird to go and find that food and put that food from the ground, food into its mouth. Same thing with the truth. God makes the truth. God makes the right knowledge available. But it is my and your job to take that knowledge from the pages of the Bible and print it into the thought patterns of my mind. It is my job to make the knowledge God makes available and to know that knowledge. Scripture doesn't say the truth sets you free. The scripture says when you know the truth, that's what sets you free. The presence of truth won't do any difference to you. You can have a truckload of soap in your garage and stink like a skunk. Why? Because having soap in your garage doesn't make you clean. Amen? Amen. It's taking the soap out of the garage and going into your shower and having it in your shower still doesn't make you clean. Applying it on your life makes you clean. Somebody say Amen. When you take the truth from God's Word, when you take the truth about relationships, about marriage, about finances, when you take the truth about business, when you take God's truth about life, when you take God's truth about your health and you begin to not just have it here and say, I bought the book, I went to the conference but I read the book, I memorized this and I begin to apply it. Then you begin to see you are clean, you are changed, you are liberated, your life becomes different not because the truth is available. It's because you took advantage of that truth. Can somebody say Amen? Allowing the truth to come will allow us to be free. When you allow that truth, when you know that truth, that truth begins to set you free. When I was younger, when we just immigrated to the United States, I was, I found myself addicted to a very ungodly behavior and that addiction was addiction to pornography. And it became already kind of like a mental stronghold in my mind that I believe the lie also that all men struggle and it's men's weakness, which is weird. You know men's, a weakness is when you go to the gym and you can't lift 500 pounds. That's a weakness. It's not a weakness when you're staring at naked women. That's a wickedness. And that's my, that was my problem, you know. It's every man's issue. What do you mean? It's every Jesus, that was the issue too? Did Jesus during the night with his disciples rolled out a computer and watch this stuff? Of course not. But these mental lies that you begin to hear and you begin to believe. And when I was that age, a young person, I wanted to be so free from this demonic stronghold. I knew it was the demons behind that pornography. And what I began to do as a person, I didn't just say, well, Lord, if you want me to be pure, if you want me to be holy, you know my address, you go find me and set me free. I'm waiting for you, Lord. I didn't do that. Yes, I went to my pastor. Yes, I prayed with Pastor Benny on the screen until the TV screen got so juicy and greasy. Yes, I went to Bob Larson and I was hoping something will come out and nothing screamed and yelled out of me and... know what I was left with? I started to buy every book I can find by people who used to be addicted to that and how they got out. At the age of 16, 17, I read so many books on purity. I could get a doctoral degree on that issue. I literally, anything I found, anyone I heard, I began to listen. I began to read. I began to read. I began to, I became desperate and you know what happened? During one book, one paragraph, something stuck inside of me that became a turning point in the prayer that I prayed that liberated my life without shaking baking, without the anointing water, we didn't even know at the time about the anointing water, without even those anointed ministers of God, the truth of God, Holy Spirit used that truth that I was filling my mind with. He first dethroned the wrong mindsets and then he brought that freedom where now by God's grace, it's been over a decade, And God has given me that freedom in that area. I've seen the same thing with my wife. When she talked about the loneliness on the testimony today. What you know she didn't mention is that the work she worked in. Is she would listen from five sometimes to six hours of podcasts every single day. To that point that she would come and she would say, I have listened to everything that you ever put in and I've already listened twice. Is there anything else? And during one prayer time. It's when Holy Spirit made it more real that it was a generational curse and that she needs to stand against it and God by His great power not only delivered her and He delivered me but He also set us on a journey by which we can even receive more freedom in other areas in the future because we develop habits of feeding ourselves constantly. In Jesus name. Can somebody say amen. Point number three. Knowledge is the key. That unlocks what's already yours. Knowledge is the key that unlocks already yours. When you know the truth, the truth will set you free. You know not everything that is true is the truth. My eyes will tell me that there is no music, there is no sound in this room and that is true. But the truth is my ears will tell me there is a sound in this room. It's a crazy white boy preaching. That's the sound. But my eyes will say, there is no sound. I cannot see the sound. And my eyes are true. But my ears saying the truth. See what this woman was saying. It was the. It was true. She had the epileptic attack. But the truth was by his stripes she was healed. See it is true you are poor. But it's the truth. That God is your provider. What is true can change. What is the truth can never change because it has God behind him. It is true that you may feel loneliness but the truth is God says I will never leave you an orphan. I will always be with you. If you take an ice cube and put an ice in your hand and hold it for a few hours and throw the ice away, your still hand will still be cold. Just like it was when you had the ice, even when you don't have the ice. See, you cannot trust what is true. You always have to bake your, stand your life and hold your life on what is the truth. And the truth is what God says. Our nation makes the laws, God says the truth. Our nation determines what's legal, God determines what's right. Your circumstances tell you the facts, God tells you the truth. See maybe you're depressed, maybe you're discouraged, maybe you have a bad day and you're saying that is the truth. I'm just such a discouraged and depressed. You know I know that if I come to you and I give you ten thousand dollars your face will brighten up. (laughs) So your depression is not truth. Because if $10,000 can change it, that tells me one thing, that is not the truth. Because the real truth, no one can change. $10,000 cannot change, a sickness cannot change, a promotion cannot change, having a boyfriend, losing a boyfriend cannot change. No one can change the truth. It stands eternal. Your circumstances can change. Know the truth. It will set you free. Know the truth. You got to know the truth. When your circumstances are saying one thing sometimes truth is very hard to know because truth stands in contradictions to our circumstances, truth stands in contradictions to our feelings and truth stands in contradictions to what we see, what we hear, what we feel. Nevertheless, God's truth is what sets us free. Can somebody say Amen. Knowledge is the key that unlocks everything that's already yours. In 2nd Peter chapter 1 verse 3 says the following, As His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him. Now, watch this. The Bible says God's power has given. Given is past tense. Given means you already have it. Somebody say, I have it. it. And other neighbor says, I don't see it. it. Okay. So what did God give you already? All. Somebody say all. all. All things That pertain means that relate to life. Life includes for you, me, means school, family, the crazy kids, the crazy boss or the crazy employees. Life means finances, life means college, life means your marriage, life means everything, car, house, insurance, retirement fund, God says I have given you everything, all things that are pertaining to life and on the top of that God throws a cherry and he says and godliness. Godliness means godlikeness. This includes your home group. This includes your righteousness. This includes your purity. This includes healing other people through the power of Christ. This includes prophesying. This includes everything. So in here what it looks like to me is that you already have everything that you need. The question rises up. Was Peter was Peter high or I'm crazy? Because whatever he's saying here, I don't see it in my life. But we miss the point through, somebody say, through the knowledge. What God has, everything He has for you, He put it in the locker. And the key to that locker is knowledge. And many times what we do is we say, I'm too busy to learn. I've done all the learning in high school. I am sick and tired of those books. I keep coming to this church. They're telling me to take notes. They're telling me to listen to podcasts. If you ever met with me, you know one thing. I will always leave you with recommendation of podcasts to listen to. If you ever met me, I will always give you five, six books to read. Why? Because I discovered a key to life and godliness. It's not that I'm lucky. It's not that I'm better than other people. It's that if you allow the right knowledge to go into your mind, it begins to unlock the things God said are already yours. It's the key. A lot of people treat knowledge, treat truth, treat reading, treat listening to podcasts with such a distaste and they said it's boring. I don't like that. I just like rap or I just like fiction. I just like you know, I like me Twilight books. I like me Harry Potter books. I like me fiction books. I just don't like anything that has solid things. It bores me. It fries my brain cells. It's just so hard for me. I'm so bored. Well success looks at you and says I won't go to that person. They're boring. Happiness looks at you and says, they're boring. They fry me to death. I will stay away from them. How you treat knowledge is how success will treat you. I don't have time. In Proverbs chapter 1, I want you to read Proverbs chapter 1. And you will see. The Bible says, wisdom went on the streets and screamed, hey, come to me. And people said we don't want you, we're too busy, we don't have time for you, we don't like you, you're boring, you're old-fashioned, we're cool and we like other stuff. And the wisdom says come, I will give you wealth, I will give you honor, I will give you health, I will help you. I'm not here to make your life not cool, I'm actually redefining your cool, I, I will make your life in style, I'll give you class about your life, I'll raise your marriage up, I'll raise your life and people said we don't want it. And then the wisdom said, when you have calamity, I will laugh. And then the wisdom says, when you call, when you get in trouble and you will, I won't answer. You know, that that, that wakes me up. To be a person who values knowledge. To be a person. I love music. I love comedy. I like movies. I like having fun. But if my life is only about that, my mind will be empty and my life will carry a resemblance of that. If you know one thing about my pastor, you will know one thing. This man 24-7 listens to so much things about supernatural. So much that you're like, it's, it's amazing how much he listens. If you know anything about our key leaders, you will know one thing. Is they read and they read and they read. They listen to podcasts. When I just came from the vacation, I also renewed my devotion. To God's truth and God's Word. Before I would come for morning prayer you know from five to seven and then afterwards would go to gym and and take a little nap and and come back you know to church to work and last few weeks you know made a decision that I'm most alert during morning hours. My mind is the sharpest. Yes I'm done with school and yes according to certain people I've even reached certain goals in my life but that that's not. I want to unlock what God's given to me not to impress other people not to be better than I was yesterday. I want to unlock everything God placed in my locker. And that, that, that is thousands locally, millions globally. That is that my income to become my tithe and I want to unlock that. The fact that we will have this many home group leaders soon, I want to unlock that and to do that I have to sit more in my beautiful chair with my Bible, with few books every morning an hour, an hour and a half undistracted and allow God's truth, To penetrate my mind. You know why you can be successful in marriage? Not because you're lucky. Not because you got a charm together. But because you're educated on how marriage works. Do you know why I cannot do a heart surgery? Not because I'm stupid. Because I wasn't educated in it. Knowledge is power. It's like the story of a, a, a company, a machine broke in a company and they hired a, a professional expert. He came with his little brown bag and a little hammer. He walked around the machine. You know, this business started losing money because the machine stopped working. The man walked around, walked around. He, he stood by the pipe. He took his little hammer and he hit the pipe and the machine starts working. Everybody says, well, you're such an expert. Before he walks out, he slips a bill to the manager of $1,000. The manager almost has a heart attack. He said, you spent two minutes in my shop, you hit a pipe with a hammer and you're charging me a thousand bucks, what for? He says, a dollar is for hitting the pipe, 999 dollars is to know where to hit. Turn to your neighbors and knowledge is power turn to your other neighbors and knowledge is power knowledge is the key would you agree you want to unlock your potential you want to unlock your future i will give you the key it is knowledge let's put our hands together for jesus christ
0: thanks for listening to hungry gin audio podcast we believe that you've been blessed by this message in jesus name tune in next time for more uplifting and powerful words from our church to you if you're excited about what God is doing at Hungry Gen and want to experience firsthand the miracles and learn how to effectively and practically live out God's Great Commission, join us this summer, June 20th through September 16th, for Hungry Gen's very first internship program. For more information, email internship at hungrygen.com. Thanks for listening.